Michael Show. We continue on. Hopefully, you are enjoying your day. 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up? By all means, go ahead and do so. One of the other guys that I forgot to mention who was uh, drafted by the Brewers was uh, Brandon Woodruff. Brandon Woodruff, another one. Uh, and you're hoping that he can eventually come back. Freddie Peralta. Freddie Peralta came up through the system. He was actually acquired via a trade from Seattle, but he came up through the system. Um, so anyway, that being said. So an interesting twist, which was kind of expected, but it throws even more of a raised eyebrow uh, via the NFL in the Washington Commander's direction. Uh, the letter today, the Daniel Snyder letter, informed the House Oversight Committee that he will not testify at their June 22nd hearing, saying he's going to be out of the country. (laughs) He may stay out of the country. Who knows? It's been long expected that he would decline to testify. In the four-page letter, his attorney, Karen Patton, said Snyder was willing to testify, but that the committee is not willing to consider changing the date of the hearing. Therefore, he will not be here. The letter stated that Snyder had a, quote, long-standing commanders-related business conflict. He's out of the country on the first and the only date the committee had proposed for the hearing. So, um, oh, well, the committee intends to move forward with the hearing, according to the committee spokespeople. We are currently reviewing Mr. Snyder's letter. We will respond. Congress started investigating Snyder, remember, in the Washington workplace culture a while back, going all the way back to October. And it's uh, investigating the claims of sexual misconduct by uh, many, but Snyder as well, and a charge levied by former employee Tiffany Johnston in that roundtable discussion before the committee. And on June 1st, the Oversight Committee invited Snyder and the NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell to testify at the June 22nd hearing. It's uncertain if Goodell's actually going to show up. The committee could still opt to change the date if the hearing as uh, sometimes happens, is less publicized in less publicized situations. They could change it. They can also issue a subpoena and say, no, 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 you will show. You will show. So they politely nod their head and say, we are asking you to attend. Daniel Snyder says, well, I'm out of the country. I'm out of the country. No, I'm not, I'm not going to be here. I, I got Washington commander immediate business out of the country. And they could turn around and say, no, here's a little piece of paper that says you will be here. You will be here. Uh, attorney Lisa Banks and Deborah Katz, they represent 40 former commander employees. They said in a statement that we, along with our clients, are disappointed but not surprised that Dan Snyder does not have the courage to appear voluntarily. We fully expect the committee will issue a subpoena to compel Mr. Snyder to appear. It is the, it is time that Mr. Snyder learns that he is not above the law. And according to the letter, Snyder's attorneys responded five days later by asking the committee to provide more information about the scope of the inquiry. So th- this is basically what's going on. Snyder's like, yeah, I want to cooperate, sure. Uh, and he's got one foot out the door, and they're like, well, well tell us what you're going to ask us because they want to prepare. And the committee's like, no, you you show up. We're, we're inviting you to show up and testify. Uh, but 
you know, but but let us know what, you know, well, he can't be here. He's going to be out of the country. It's immediate Washington commanders football business overseas. Do you believe that? I don't believe that. I think Daniel Snyder's like, holy crap. I'm screwed. I better start. He's probably, yeah, what's what's true, immediate Washington commander, you know, football business overseas is trying to find a place to live. Because he, he, he may have to go uh, far away and buy some uh, some frontage property, um, you know, in a, in a war zone or something uh, that's real cheap <laughs> right now if he's going to try to escape this. Uh, the letter said to Snyder's attorneys, we are looking for basic information about Johnston's allegations, such as when and where it supposedly occurred and who else was present. According to the letter, the committee declined to provide any information. Beyond that, Snyder has denied the charges, of course. Now, the NFL also hired an attorney, Mary Jo White, to investigate Johnston's claim. The league then fined Washington $10 million, but that was it. The attorney generals in Virginia and Washington, D.C. are investigating the claims of financial improprieties by a former employee as well. And the team responded with that 105-page letter, signed affidavits, refuting the charges that he was kiting money and basically stealing from the owners and stealing from everybody else, including the fans. Daniel Snyder's into it up to his hips and sinking fast. In the meantime, you got Roger Goodell saying, and, and, and God, I know people hate Roger Goodell. And Roger Goodell looks like a complete and total ass a lot of the times. Just this egotistical pompous, puts himself on a pedestal, screw you to the rest of the world, here's my middle finger, and I've got my pants down, kiss my butt, ass. But Roger Goodell is the commissioner of football at this point. He is kick-saving like a hockey goalie, the uh, owners of the NFL. He's got a lawsuit pending via Stephen Ross and the Miami Dolphins. He has got this Daniel Snyder issue. He has got the problem with Deshaun Watson and what he did or has allegedly done, Jimmy Haslam, the owner of the uh, the, the Cleveland, Cleveland Browns. He has got John Gruden, who he finally got as the mole off of his rear end, only to do it in such a blatant way that it, it, it raised more eyebrows than it was to just allow John Gruden to be around. Because then he had to explain, well, how in the world did you do an investigation into the Washington Commanders and the only thing you could come up with of any impropriety was John Gruden's emails. Yeah, something stinks. I mean, the fish from the neck down stinks in that one. So we know he screwed the pooch there. And then he's got Mark Davis, the owner of the uh, the Oakland or the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, quietly backing Gruden, going, "Go get him! Go get him! Screw him! Go get him!" Because he doesn't like him either. And then you've got then on top of it, just the little misdemeanor, whatever that happens to be, when Jerry Jones had the wreck, and then obviously he was paying money to a woman up to three or four million bucks, and she claimed that she was his daughter. He says no, it's not. Then everybody was saying, well, if it's not, then why are you paying her money? So he's got all of this going on that we know about. Now think about all the stuff that we don't know about that's going on, but all of that stuff that we know about going on right now. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. Uh, <laughs> said, said, oh, man, I don't want to answer the phone anymore. You people are just killing me. Uh, but 
Don't forget, Roger Goodell also making upwards of forty plus million a year with all the benefits of the NFL, plus his own private jet to take him anywhere and everywhere he wants to go at any time he needs to go. And he will have use of that for the remainder of his life. So there you go. There's a lot going on in the NFL there, Ben, isn't there? I'm just interested in if, you know, you commit a federal crime, if you're able to just leave the country instead of testifying. I'd, I'm captivated by the fact that he can be like, no, nah, I'm going to just go, you know, I'm yeah. going to the Amalfi Coast for a week. You guys do the hearing. I'll come back later. He he can go because he's now if he leaves in, a, you know, the jurisdiction after being subpoenaed, well, then he's in a, a whole heap of trouble. They can actually go after him before he, you know, gets on the plane. But when it comes to coming back to the country, if you decide to skip out on a subpoena, then uh, you can find yourself being the <laughs> the grand prize raffle item at the prison dance. So, <laughs> it, yeah, it's uh, you know you you don't you don't want to go that far because then you can find yourself doing uh, some time at at the uh, the Fed pen, if you will. So, I I still. Daniel Snyder is he every day he breathes air he looks more and more guilty. It's just he's just a scumbag. Just a scumbag. I feel like we're going to check into this story in like September right when the season is starting and he's going to be like in Russia, you know? Yeah. Like he he will not yeah. be the America's trying to get him back. They try to get him instead of Brittany Griner, and he's like, no, nah, I'm not coming back. Right. Well, I mean, don't forget, uh, you know, they're a week away from this this, this hearing. I mean, if, if, you know, the letter goes to the committee and says, no, nah, we're going to be out of the country, if, if they decide to say, no, you're going to be here, here's the subpoena, then he, if he leaves the country then, yeah, you're right. All of a sudden he's, uh, he's hanging out with Brittany Griner. Uh, not necessarily in a Russian prison, but uh, just kind of hanging out over there because he's not coming back to the country unless he wants to go to jail. That's because they'll grab him at the airport. I mean, he, he could probably, I mean, through his, his people, he'll make arrangements to surrender himself at some point and then testify. But, I mean, you know, yeah, at, at some point he's going to have to answer to this. So which of Snyder's four f- secret foreign girlfriends do you think he's visiting on this trip? <laughs> That's got to be it, right? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know. It's the one in Croatia. Of, yeah, I was going to say, I got a lot of comments <laughs> I can make, and I, I every one of them gets me kicked off the air. <laughs> Who's got the largest topographical map? <laughs> I would say Jerry, but I don't know how much traveling he does. <laughs> well, Jerry does it on his yacht. Right. <laughs> Jerry does it on his yacht. That's the best. Jerry's like, I go through the air, I go around the water. I got, I got my own army. You know, he's he's got a navy and everything. Jerry's good to go. Um, yeah, it's, uh, God, you just think about all of, this is all swirling around the NFL. You know, and and just that's the stories that are making headlines. What what is what you, you know when you think about what you want to hear out of the NFL. You want to hear about your team going for it, you know? You want to hear about guys that are in camp, guys that love to be there, guys that are hanging around the facility, 
they're working out, they're studying film, they're talking to their coach. You know, you're like, let's go, you know, let's let's get this done. You you want to hear stories about Aaron Rodgers taking out Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, and you know, and Sammy Watkins, and getting them on the same page, and come on over to my house, let's do barbecues, and let let's talk and get to know one another. Let's we got to accelerate this, we got to do this. You know, you want you want to hear about stuff like that. Instead, you get. Shailene Woodley's gone. I don't know who the new girlfriend is. I saw a picture of her. I, I don't know what to make of that. Um, you know, the, the biggest news that came out of Aaron Rodgers was the poncha cleanse. You've got all the other stuff going on around the NFL. Roger Goodell, people quoting, you know, like sources that say if, if Goodell has to answer to this, he's going to lose his job. You know, and if John Gruden gets what once, oh my goodness, they're going to have to open up the, the floodgates of the emails and the vault and all the information then is going to leak out and everything that was kind of hidden behind closed doors, it's all going to come gushing out and it's not going to be, it's going to make people like their jaw hit the table. The The word I, I got a friend of mine who uh, who works, he doesn't work in Vegas, but he's very connected to Vegas. Uh, he does radio down in, uh, down in Arizona. And he was telling, because I called him and I said, hey, give me the lowdown. Why Why is Mark Davis? Mark Davis has been mad at the league for a long time about all the different stuff that went on with the stadiums and with the different revenue sharers and, and things like that. He's He's been pissed at, at Goodell for a long time for a lot of different stuff. So um, I said, well, what is the expectation if indeed Gruden decides, you know, because at some point I guess what the lawyers are going to have to do is if there's a reasonable offer on the table, the judge then can compel John Gruden to say, you got to take it. Where Gruden and Mark Davis want to say, no, screw you, open up the vault, we want to see all the emails, we want to make everything public, full, full uh, deposition and disclosure. Which, if that happens, all the secrets from behind the Washington Commanders, the NFL, Goodell, all, everything, text messages, their phones can be, everything can be subpoenaed. And they don't want that, because that's where, that's where all the bodies are buried. And he told me that if the information got out, people's jaws would hit the table for all the things that are said behind closed doors, all the things that are written in emails. I mean, just think about the stuff that, like, you would put in put in an email or what you get emailed to you, what I get emailed to me. I mean, there's some things you just never want to see the light of day. You know, the minute you get it, you're like, delete, whatever, okay? We all have been there. We've all seen stuff like that. You would never want that stuff to be public. You just get rid of it, whether it's funny stuff, embarrassing stuff, personal stuff, whatever. You want to get rid of it. Imagine the NFL, all the inner workings of the NFL and anything having to do with the Washington Commanders and what a scumbag Daniel Snyder is. And if you've been protecting this guy in any way, shape, or form, then you are just as liable as Daniel Snyder and the Washington Commanders are. They don't want any of this stuff to get out. So that's why Gruden Davis are pressing so hard. But if a, if, a, if a legitimate offer is made by the NFL, a judge then can say, look, this is a lawsuit. This isn't an investigation. It's a lawsuit, which means you have to take something that's reasonable and equitable if indeed it's looked at as a legitimate offer, which then he can compel John Gruden and his attorneys to say, we accept this, thus laying down and saying, okay, it's reasonable for what we're seeking. But, yeah, man, then it would be the NFL admitting that they were wrong in some way, shape, or form, which they don't want to do. Uh, but then again, I think the larger issue for them is what's hiding behind door number two, and that is all those emails and all that information. So it's just so incredibly intriguing. 
if you haven't been following it, it's just everything that's spinning around the NFL. Anyway, uh, I digress, and I've been off on a tangent here for a little while, but it's just so compelling. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Robert's Specialty Meats, downtown Waukesha, the home of the B&B. Also, don't forget, ribs on a stick, chicken skewers, the garlic parm chicken skewers are fantastic. Al Capone roast, Al Capone sausages, do a little tailgating, a little grilling, a little grubbing. Oh, you're so good. Go to Robert's Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com. That is Robert's Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com. This portion of the broadcast and our uh, appearance here brought to you by our friends at Link Ford and RV and also our friends at Todd's Ready Mix right here in our own backyard. That is Rice Lake, Wisconsin. Beautiful Rice Lake, Wisconsin. Stop into either one. Call either one and tell them we sent you. They're great, great sponsors, good, good friends. We certainly appreciate their time. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Ben, you and I are hanging out one day and just playing a little pickleball, man. Some dudes walk over, big dudes walk over, and uh, you're like, I don't know if I recognize these guys or not. Uh, and then you think, well, maybe they're, you know, like Marines or military or something. Uh, no, nah, maybe not. Did you see the story about T.J. Watt? No. I was wondering where that was going. <laughs> yeah, T.J. Watt, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Um, uh, a woman, Meg Burkhart is her name, avid pickleball player, older lady. I don't want to say older in the sense and offend anybody, but she's an older lady. So little, small, diminutive older lady, as a matter of fact, Meg Burkhart. She, uh, she's playing pickleball and a player who jumped into the, uh, into compete kind of just jumped out with, uh, you know, three strangers. She uh, wanted to play pickleball. And they said, come on over, you know, so come on in. She was there at the courts and hanging out, and uh, she started playing pickleball with these guys. She talked to play, She was playing one-on-one, or they were playing one-on-one. She jumped in. Another guy came over that was with him, jumped in, and she said, I could tell they were all beginners. They didn't really know the game, the nuances of pickleball. She said, kind of laughing, saying, don't tell them I said that. But she thought, ah, oh, it's great. You know, I get a chance to play, you know. And so there was a guy that was sitting on the bench. She thought maybe he didn't have a paddle. That's why he's not playing. So she said, I grabbed my extra paddle, uh, rolled on over, plopped down next to him, said, hey, do you want to take these guys on? And that's how she jumped into the game. And the guy said, sure, no problem, you know. So she is playing with pickleball with one of these other guys. She didn't know who he was. Turns out it was Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, and uh, there was Alex Highsmith, the linebacker, and the other guy was T.J. Watt. So she starts playing pickleball, and she's whooping her ass and takes a picture at the end of the day. And uh, Nat, uh, her son, puts out a tweet, the ravioli wizard, says, my mom whooped some Steelers in pickleball today. It, she had no idea. They were they were steel they were Pittsburgh Steelers none, she said she thought they were Marines. She's not a diehard Steelers fan. Didn't realize the company she was keeping. She said I thought something was up though, when people started to stand around. She thought they might be Marines, and uh, obviously, 
And people started going, hey, wait a minute. I don't know who the chick is, but there's three Pittsburgh Steelers out there playing pickleball with some tiny lady. And sure enough, uh, it was it was this Meg Burkhart, and she took a picture after the game with the guys. They're all holding their pickleball rackets. But, uh, yeah, pickleball has increased in popularity. And, uh, obviously, a lot of and, – and as a matter of fact, I think it was Chris Middleton. Was it Chris Middleton was just uh, – Shown playing underneath, like, the overpass in downtown Milwaukee or something like that, if I'm not mistaken, playing pickleball. I think he just was shown by the Bucks or something. But that being said, this Meg Burkhart, she jumped in with a bunch of big dudes, started playing pickleball, whooped their ass, took a picture with them, and now she's famous because it was T.J. Watt, and J.J. reposted it and all that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, how cool is that? You know, you're just out there just kind of hanging out. And, and the fact that she had the spunk – to approach them. It wasn't like they walked up on her and said, you know, hey, can we jump into a pickleball game? She was just looking to play a game. She's like, ah, these guys, they, they don't look very good. She said they looked like they just they were beginners and then laughed and said, don't tell them I said that. That's awesome. Just hanging out. Old lady jumps into the game, starts whooping your ass. That's now, fantastic. This might be a wildly ignorant statement. And if I preface yeah. it with that, then you know it's not going to be answered Then you well. can be as ignorant as you want to be. Once you say that, the cat's out of the bag, you can be a moron. Well, and I know it's not going to be accepted well, but isn't pickleball just old people tennis? Pretty much. Isn't it the same rules, the same everything? Yeah, it's just it's, it's just old people ping pong. Yeah, it's old people ping pong. All right. That went over That's better than I is. thought. Yeah, no, you're right. It's old people ping, ball, or ping pong. No problem there. Good with that. <laughs> you are correct. Uh, 877-867-1670. I just thought that was a cool story. I was reading that. I thought, yeah, that's pretty cool. Lady she doesn't even know who she's playing with. Just goes over, jumps in. Next thing you know, she's famous. Or at least she goes viral to the point because she's playing pickleball with dudes that she thought were Marines. Turns out they're not. That's cool. like that. Uh, 877-867-1670, You want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Um, the, uh, oh, this was another story I thought was interesting. Uh, the White Sox closure. Did you read the story about Liam Hendricks? No. I, I was going through kind of my list today of just things I wanted to catch up on. And I, I, when I go to when I travel, you know, when I'm at home, I got stuff to do. You're cutting grass. You're, you know, just doing stuff around the house or you're going out and doing meetings or seeing friends or, you know, whatever. You get into a routine. When I'm on the road, I don't do a whole lot. Um, I do like to explore. I'll go places, you know, I'll go to like a, a local bar or a restaurant or something like that. But for the most part, I, it's my opportunity to sit in the hotel room and work. And I get a lot of work done when I'm on the road. So I was reading this morning um, in trying to finalize a contract with the White Sox, going back to, to last year, after uh, five seasons uh, in Oakland, uh, Liam Hendricks, he wanted to know a certain piece of information about the team had nothing to do with the money or the length of his deal. He said it wasn't a demand. It was just a simple question. Do you guys, meaning the team, have a pride night? And said, and if you don't, that will be something we need to look into working out, uh, making sure that we can handle it. Because I don't want to go, 
uh, necessarily to a team that doesn't do it. So he wanted to make sure that teams that he was talking to about a contract had a pride night. Uh, season over on June 23rd when the Baltimore Orioles came to town, the White Sox had one. Hedricks is currently on the injured list with a right forearm strain, said when he raised the pride flag last year, the feedback he received on social media was horrendous, he said. He said he can only imagine somebody doing it and actually having to go through it themselves with already feeling slightly ostracized in a clubhouse where you don't know whose people, uh, where people's allegiances lie. That's scary and it's a scary world. Uh, so anyway, um, the White Sox are in Anaheim next week uh, for the Los Angeles Pride Night going on June, uh, in, in late June. But he said it's just something I believed in. The biggest thing is making sure that hopefully it starts more of a trend of other people willing to do it and that the, the more people that are willing to do it, the more people are willing to come out physically and publicly. I'm fine with this, and I'm hoping it strengthens the resolve of those people. So he basically said, look, if you don't have a pride night, I don't want to play for you. But it, it's just a weird question. You know, it's just something that's just, just close to it. It would be kind of like walking in and saying, do you support this charity? You know, do you support this? You know, like myself, do you support veterans? Do you support animal shelters? Do you support, you know, that kind of thing? That's what he wanted to know. And it wasn't a negative. It wasn't like he was saying, if you have a pride night, I don't want to play for you. This was the opposite. It was, if you don't have a pride night, I don't want to play for you, or we're going to have to work it out to where you have one, or I'm not coming. But Liam Hendricks uh, of the White Sox said uh, that was one of the qualifications he had for teams when he was going through free agency, was do you have a pride night? Uh, let's do this. We're going to go ahead and step away, take a quick break. We are broadcasting live Turtleback Golf Course. We are in Rice Lake, Wisconsin. Uh, our great sponsors are Buddy Gino and the whole gang down at Calderon Club in San Giorgio. Thank to them for being a part of this and allowing us to do this and be part of these uh, broadcasts, these live broadcasts on site in so many different places. And they pair up the dishes down there, the Bill Michaels Pizza and the Bill Michaels Special with our friends from Cider Boys as well. They pair it all up down there, and they get you going at San Giorgio Calderon Club downtown old world third street downtown milwaukee great italian food so, uh, stay tuned we got more coming up right after this covering wisconsin sports like a blanket this is the bill michael show on the wisconsin sports zone radio network Saturday, Wisconsin Harley-Davidson, which is the best. I mean, you know, my opinion. And uh, go to WISHD.com. But they got a ride going out of there on Saturday morning. And uh, after that, the ride concludes. It's for our, uh, it's for our, our, our heroes, veterans. Uh, it concludes at our friends at Boondocks. And Boondocks, a uh, great place to go. Uh, really looking forward. I, I haven't uh, ever done this ride, so it's something new to me. But it's going to end up in uh, County, County Road K out in Oconomowoc. That's Boondocks uh, Barbecue Burgers and Brews. And huge, uh, they're going to put a stage there. Breaking Cadence, the band is going to be playing. Uh, sit out on the patio. Enjoy yourself after the fact. They've got uh, barbecue. They've got food. They've got some beverages. They've got fun. And it's all for an incredibly worthy cause. So if you're looking for a good ride going out this weekend, Check out our friends at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. That's where it starts. Uh, and uh, then from there, it ends up in Boondocks out at Barbecue Burgers and Brews. 
on County Road K in Oconomowoc. So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, so, Ben, did you read that now the USGA is saying, well, this tournament, okay, we're going to let it slide. But did you see where they said come future tournaments, they may say if you're on another competing tour, meaning the live tour, that yeah, you're not, uh, you're not, you're probably not going to be welcome. Did you see that? Yeah, there was a long, drawn-out question about all of the qualifications. And at the end, it says, you know, do you think it's going to be harder for these people to find themselves into the open? And the guy just said, right. yes. Yeah, yeah, saying they've had many conversations with organizations that run majors. Uh, Phil Mickelson said he don't doesn't want to keep those conversations private, but looking forward to playing in the U.S. Open. In the meantime, the U.S. Open has basically been saying that, yeah, we're uh, going to make it very difficult for these guys to be able to come back. So, Which is good. I, I, which is good. I got to think, on the heels of that, going back to our discussion before about Augusta being a 100% invitational and a privilege to play, I got to think that that is the warning shot over the bow that basically tells these guys, yeah, if the USGA – can make up its own rules to go along with in, in the game of golf to say you cannot come back and participate in a U.S. Open, I got to think that Augusta is going to say, guys, you're not welcome at all. Don't come here. Don't call us. Lose our number. Oh, by the way, we kept your jacket, the trophy. Um, you know, we're going to just put it. Uh, by the way, if you want it, you can probably find it at Goodwill. <laughs> you know? Suddenly you got a couple of green jackets showing up over at Goodwill. No, it's like, Phil, but, you remember that shot you hit in 2010 over the water? Yeah, we planted a tree there. Yeah, yeah. Um, in, I will, in your honor, you'll never do it again. I, I will say, though, with all this, like I said it's going to look a lot different then. I wonder how many of the top 50 in the world go to the live because the Masters is the smallest field of all the majors, and they rely so heavily on the top of it where in the – in the event that a lot of the top guys like from now that we don't think will go, if they all go, I wonder if the Masters is the one tournament that actually says, you know, for the sake of competition, because we think we're the best at everything, we'll just let them all come. I, the Masters doesn't care. You know, they just don't care. Remember the year that uh, they were going to boycott and they were going to protest outside and they were going to contact sponsors and sponsors were putting pressure on the Masters and the Masters looked at them and went, up yours. We don't need you. Go away. And they paid for it themselves. I do. They just don't, they don't care. They don't need sponsors. That They're the ones that started golf without commercials because that was the year that they said, fine, we'll do it ourselves. Which CBS, they did. CBS still find a way to mess that up and have commercials right? on every single important shot. Yeah. And then they go to that little screen and screen thing oh. that so many different, you know, places do now. You know, God, they do it in between innings now. People, or during an inning now during Brewers games. People talk about what's wrong with golf, grand scheme of things. It's literally just that and the schedule. But it is the fact that they run ads on the 72nd hole of a major. Mm-hmm. I cannot get over it. And then Faldo talks over it anyway. I I, right. well, I can't that, stand yeah. that production. That's a, that's a whole that's a whole other topic for I, another day. I did forget though. Actually, going back backpedaling again, why the Masters will not let the live guys come ever is because do you know what the live sold at their first event? Huh? Pimento cheese sandwiches. Oh my god. Okay, not happening. 
Slap in the face. Not oh, speaking of that, did you see Greg? I, I didn't read this story recently. Uh, and it, this is from a couple of weeks ago. I didn't see that. Did, did you see Greg Norman went after Jack Nicholas, called him a hypocrite? Yeah. <laughs> I was reading was, a little bit of that, too. Yeah, that was mixed yeah. up in all the shots thrown around. Yeah. Yeah. P- people tend to forget about that. But, yeah, Greg Norman went after him. So I, it just, it just, it, it's just, uh, it, it's not going to stop anytime soon. It's great for our business. But, yeah, the uh, the USGA said, USGA said, yeah, it's, yeah, not going to, not going to happen. Um, Nathaniel's, or Nathan says, any sightings of Lynn Dickey yet? Uh, I did see Lynn. He walked by. I, I, he, he held up a finger like he'll be back in a minute. He never came back. So if we don't get him today, we'll be getting tomorrow for sure. But um, regardless, uh, you know, we're, we're having a lot of fun here. Uh, so anyway, he said, uh, when are you going to swing by Viroqua soon? Somebody's got to come down and give Ernie a bunch of crap. Ernie's been trying to get me to come down there and play the Viroqua. I don't, I don't know what the golf course is. I don't, don't want to screw it up. But he's been trying to get me to come down there and play golf because Kristen picked up golf last year. And he wants us to come down and play golf. Quite frankly, I'll be honest. I think he just wants to, to me to come down to bring Kristen so he can see Kristen play in the golf attire. But that's just, you know, a whole another story for another day. But uh, we got to get back down there. We'll get back down there relatively soon. Hopefully soon. Uh, also, um, this one is from – who is this one from? Uh, from Jason who said, how would you fix the Brewers' offense and can the Brewers' season be saved? Well – let me let me say this. First of all, to fix it, um, I, I think you need to get healthy. Let's uh, you, you worry about fixing it after you get your guys back. That's that's when you worry about fixing it. As far as being saved, I don't think it's in, I don't think it's being threatened. The only thing that's going to threaten the Brewers' season is going to be injury. That's it. I don't think anything else anything else is going to going to threaten them. To, to be honest with you. So I'm 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 good with that. Uh, I mean, I know they're two and a half games back, and things have not been great in the last couple of weeks. I, that I understand, but it's I don't think their season is in jeopardy. I think if anything, they're just kind of riding this out and kind of treading water until you know they uh, they they come back. So until they get their guys healthy again, that's just my opinion. But it is what it is. So that there you have it. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. We'll come back. We got uh, one more, uh, one more break, one more segment coming up. Uh, got to say thanks to our friends at Todd's Ready Mix out here in uh, up here in Rice Lake, and also our friends at Link Ford for uh, bringing us here and being uh, big supporters of the program. So thanks to them for being a part of it as well. Stay tuned. Final segment, Bill with Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Broadcasting live, we are at Turtleback Golf Course here in Rice Lake. Big puffy clouds going by. It, it just looks a little like a little rains on the horizon. We're probably going to get a little bit more. And then it's supposed to clear up all throughout the night and then tomorrow for the 2022 Rice Lake Celebrity Charity Classic. It is supposed to be beautiful here tomorrow. So really looking forward to all the fun and frivolity that goes along with this tournament. Um, in, in a recent article posted by Pete Prisco of CBS Sports, he ranked the top 100 players heading into the 2022 season. And the list filled with Raiders – 
including Max Crosby, Darren Waller, and Chandler, Chandler Jones. But the player that was ranked the highest by Prisco was Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, uh, the new number one receiver in Las Vegas, coming off a career year in catches and yards, but now he's going to be playing with Derek Carr rather than Aaron Rodgers. Could it be interesting to see how he, uh, it impacts his numbers? As Prisco mentioned, the only concern about Adams is going forward is how he's going to produce with somebody other than Aaron Rodgers. But uh, comes in at number 11. Number 11 on the top 100 players in the National Football League this season. So Devontae Adams, uh, highly ranked, highly rated, and uh, obviously getting the accolades, but uh, the Green Bay Packers without the number 11 overall player in the NFL going into the season, which we all knew, but now it's just to put some more emphatic stamp on things. And then uh, one of the other things that I wanted to mention is um, there's a push on by many players. George Kittle of the uh, 49ers uh, pushing this as well. They want, since they've gone to a 17-game season, players want not one but two bye weeks. Two bye weeks. And um, and I know this has been something that's been talked about a lot, but he said it takes a huge physical toll on us, and like 17 games is a lot. It's a lot of games with one bye, whether it's week four or bye week 11. I'm advocating for two bye weeks. Now, would two bye weeks work? The idea of two bye weeks in the NFL, it's not inconceivable uh, back in 1993 to extend the season for the new television deal. It also had given at one point uh, two bye weeks, uh, going back to then-Commissioner Paul Tagliabue. Um, however, the experiment failed partly because of how the byes were divided up and partly because of its effect on television schedules uh, because we all know it's about the money. Entire divisions took their bye weeks at the same time in 93, which completely negated the intrigue of rivalry games. So the NFL also didn't separate the bye weeks over the course of the season. So some teams would have a couple of bye weeks over a four-week stretch. The league also at that time, though, only had 28 teams. So it's kind of a, kind of a, a weird scenario here. But here's the thought that if you have two bye weeks – you then will extend the season yet another week. Where is the push going to come? The NFL has never wanted to start on Labor Day weekend. But that would be the push. Because we all know that's the last blast of summer. Kids are getting ready to go back to school if they're not back to school already. That's kind of the last big push. And the NFL does not want to encroach upon that. And to be there on Labor Day Sunday and Monday. Uh, college football is there on Saturday. But the NFL has never wanted to push into that Labor Day weekend. But if they would go to two bye weeks in this 17-game schedule, they would, have to, they would not push the season back another week and push back the Super Bowl yet another week. What they would then do is turn around and, and get, start the season a week earlier into Labor Day. Now, Ben, I got to admit, I, I, I'm I not a fan of starting the season a week earlier. Are you? Well, definitely not, only for the reason that uh, Wisconsin plays Illinois State, and I've been waiting to watch the Redbirds play football for 75 years, and this is finally my time to do it. 
I'm looking for some in-depth philosophical discussion, and you give me a craptastic take like that. So, <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, it, I I just I just don't think you know. Look, uh, the NFL is always going to get viewers. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But I just don't think it's good. I, I don't get me wrong. I'm not against two bye weeks because I think teams need it. I agree with George Kittle. It's a long, grueling, physically demanding season. But, uh, you know, and granted with some teams that get national games, such as a Monday night game or a Thursday night game, and then you don't have another game for, you know, a week or whatever, you get that Monday night, then, okay, you kind of understand that you get an extra 10 days in there to recoup a little bit. But, if they add another bye week, they're going to push it up into the Labor Day weekend. And I, I don't know. I think overall it would hurt their ratings because I don't think people are ready to concede to football on Labor Day weekend. I think that's your, again, that's your last blast of summer. The the three big holidays via summer are Memorial Day, getting into summer, July 4th, hot dogs, apple pie, baseball. You know, then you've got your unofficial midway point and that's the all-star break and, and then obviously you're in training camp and such in summer but your last blast of summer is is kind of labor day weekend and that's you get that you know and it's been iffy i mean some years it's been 95 degrees and other years it's been 75 degrees and rain you know so it can feel like football weather but i don't think anybody's ready to give that up just yet and i think while it won't kill the ratings i think it hurts the ratings a little bit and the nfl is all about the ratings all about pounding their chest and claiming supremacy and and i understand that and i you know i would not you know effort to take that away from them but players getting 17 game seasons that that that's all that's a long time and i can't imagine the nfl ever going i, I mean i know they want that 18 game season they want to balance it out i get it where are you going to put it you're going to push back the Super Bowl again another week? Do you want the Super Bowl to be the, the – look, to have playoff football through January is not terrible. But do you want your, your NFC and AFC championship games to be played the first week of February when that's about as brutal of weather as weather can be? You know, de December, you're getting into snow, you're getting into cold weather, I get it. January, it's cold. But February seems to be the most brutal month of all for cold weather, nasty weather stuff. Do you really want that? Do you want the NFL? I mean, then again, we're all hibernating. We're all inside. We've got all, we, you know, pitchers and catchers haven't reported yet. The NBA season's cranking, but they haven't got to the All-Star break yet. Hockey season's in mid-form. I get it. But we're all inside. Does the NFL really want to extend the season by yet another week, pushing it in that much deeper into February and having having the Super Bowl on the third weekend of February? Although it wouldn't be terrible because the same weekend that pitchers and catchers are reporting would be the same weekend that you'd be kicking off the Super Bowl and end, thus ending football season and officially then beginning baseball season. You would basically have no overlap of, of, of downtime anymore. So I, I don't I just can't see them pushing it forward into Labor Day weekend. So anyway, that's another discussion for another day, but it's something that's being suggested by many players and George Kittle, the latest to speak out about that. So that being said, it is uh, about time for us to get out of here. Uh, thanks to the staff and management of Turtleback, 
fantastic people, and I will be back here again tomorrow having a lot of fun, and tomorrow we are loaded, loaded tomorrow. Wayne Larravee, Mike Clemens, going to talk to both of those guys. And tomorrow on the program, uh, yes, I have been given the thumbs up. We will talk with Lynn Dickey, uh, Charlie Whitehurst, or David Whitehurst, I should say, Willie Buchanan, Paul Kaufman, Marv Fleming, Tiger Green, Don Horn, Eddie Lee Ivory, Kenny Sanders, the Bulldog, former Brewer, Paul Krause, the NFL Hall of Famer, Scott Studwell, the Hall of Fame linebacker. Got them all. All hanging out with us tomorrow. Broadcasting live up here at Turtleback Golf Course. Beautiful Rice Lake. Thanks to our friends at Link Ford uh, up here. They do a great job, great sales, great service. I know inventory's tight, but damn it, get in there. If you're looking for a new vehicle, they're willing to work with you. And don't forget about our friends. If you got a landscape project of any kind, our friends at Todd's Ready Mix. Good people up here as well. Until we talk again tomorrow, time for us to go. Have a good one. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.